the way they could sh- save the show is if if they got new writers and people that were able to make the stories work in the second season is to go through make second season be Galadriel wakes up she had basically a premonition her foresight's there she she imagined all this but it's all broken up wrong and somehow manipulated and then maybe some part of that could be because of like Sauron right something. Yeah. That would completely right, but then you got a first season that people are probably never going to care to watch again. They'll just start from two going forward, assuming right. you could even fix it, right? And I'm like, that would work. I mean, make it, would... it a dream. That's that's the <laughs> usual way to fix shit, right? <laughs> uh, we fucked up. We killed this character. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture slash geek culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, joined today by our returning party members. Welcome back, Daedalus, your Ashen Herald. Hello, everyone. Also, uh, welcome back. Oh, Nathan's not here. I guess that's it for us today. It's the two-man <laughs> champ group. <laughs> it's cool it's okay because party of two can get the job done as well but before we dig in gotta give a big shout out to all of the supporters here on twitch youtube and i'm not doing patreon anymore i'm doing kofi so if you want to support this podcast any of the content here kind of be a bigger part of uh what we what we do here in the community as far as like the content i create curate etc you can be a part of that shout out to my only Kofi supporter currently, which is Zod. When we get to a point where there's actually a bunch, then it'll be more difficult to just actually holler at one person. But I actually have some fun to talk about with Kofi that I'm like pretty excited about. Um, but before we do that and before we dig in, um, why don't we go on ahead and tell you how you can support the show? You can uh, go over to our pin post over on Twitter over at the LFM show. Check out the pin post, check out the podcast places where you can check out all of the podcast episodes, audio format, video format, YouTube, you can go there. Um, yeah, and you can leave us a five-star review if you'd like over at uh, the iTunes location specifically, help to bolter, bolster us rather in the algorithm over there. Uh, you can also call into one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. leave a message, we'll play that live here on the show. And um, yeah, there you go. We're today we're gonna be talking about things that go bump in the night since this episode's the last episode we're gonna have for the month of October, leading into Halloween and all that coming up in well roughly a week ish, give or take. Um, but yeah, Daedalus, man, how have you been doing since uh, last time? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I've been been kind of uh, engaging here and there in the community. Um this was been we talked a little bit before the podcast about some videos out there and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit today, maybe on Sunday, but probably um, both. Yeah, probably right. Um been been digging into actually Plague Tale Requiem came out on the 18th and using my game pass no i'm not a shill um i've been able to kind of play that you know for for the cost of entry and that's been pretty fun kind of getting back into that game so uh yeah i've been been doing a few stuff and things nice man it's good to hear yeah so uh been working on my book i've been doing a pretty good bit i've been actually carving away at some of it slowly it's about to start picking up momentum into november though so that's going to be where i just am really dedicating some serious hours in uh day to day i think moving forward towards the end of the year here so uh 
yeah, it's been pretty, pretty good around here. Been a lot of stuff going on. We're definitely going to be talking about that discussion point because it's actually one of the points on our, our list of things to talk about today. Um, but I've been working on the master's core. It's coming along great. I'm stoked about my Kofi, uh, which is basically a place you can go and you can be a subscriber, basically do the patron sort of format thing like you can on, over on uh, Patreon or like Locals or any of the other ones uh, that are out there. I think Subscribestar is another one. It's just a way for people to be more engaged. And Zod, he basically became my first, uh, you know, Kofi supporter. But the cool thing is, is I put up a commission. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it ties into my book. And it was like, I was like, you know, if someone, because basically the... Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, Hammers and chat for anybody here. Uh, Basically, uh, it's cool because the people that choose the commission get to essentially give me like a little bit about a character and then I will take the character and I will create a, a little bio sort of for them in my world, in my fantasy world, right? And the reason that that's actually really cool to me is because this is, I thought, would be a really fun way to showcase aspects and elements of my world, but not actually really give you anything that I don't want to give away yet. So it's a really fun way to do exposition, but sort of do it about uh, the people that uh, whose bios I create. But here's the extra fun part. It's very possible that in my books, and this is completely subject to my own discretion here, but it's completely possible that those characters might be like a background character that you hear or see in the environment or show, have showcased and sort of like, the world as the characters are the main characters of the book, the protagonists and such are going on their adventures in different periods. So I thought that would be kind of fun, um, a yeah. fun way to sort of like, you know, sort of incorporate people that are basically supporting me while I'm bringing my world to life. Uh, so it's like got a twofold sort of bonus to it. One, I might use them in the their character in the book. Right. With the biography or the little bio that I create about them. And if even if I don't, it's going to be a fun way to sort of like showcase the world without actually showcasing anything I'm not prepared to showcase yet. Little breadcrumbs. Um, so there's so there's a really cool one coming out with Zod and his character is uh, going to share a little bit of information about uh, Plague Fire and the these witches that exist in the world that are really pretty evil. Fuji's really so there it is um but you yeah you had something else to show off i'm pretty sure you're wearing it I, or something I related might to very it. well be wearing it so what's going on there i recently and if if you're following me on twitter or in the discord or on youtube you might have already seen the full monty of this new branding that i that i've done and i've worked with somebody on fiverr to do that um yeah um, but I, uh, I recently Jeez. have put together a shirt that's actually my new branding. And there's got the my bard. There it is. It's on screen. So, yes, yeah. sir. Tasty. So, uh, yeah. So it is uh, definitely like something I'm really happy with. And I, uh, after the show, I will, um, you know, at you know, I'll work with Sim on where to post. Um, but I, I do have like, uh, some merch if you will. Oh, so yeah. you can buy a shirt if you want. And I actually owe one to Arthas cause Arthas helped me 
tweak some of the graphics for my Twitter and uh, and All YouTube. Right, so dude. I'm gonna get him a shirt because he yeah. said my money is no good here. So I'm like, well, then I'm gonna throw Let's some swag this. at you, son. So <laughs> nice. that's awesome. Anyway. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really happy with it. Um, I'm gonna post on Twitter as well because I know Ashes of Creation actually commented when I put a little tease on there. So I'm gonna put the full reveal today after the show. And oh yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna really thank you for letting me showcase this on yeah, the show today. Of course, dude. It's freaking gorgeous, man. You got like this. Your your bard character with the loot back there. He gives me like ranger alchemist sort of like you know vibes it's pretty pretty awesome man i dig it. it like definitely looks like a a ranger of the wood also it looks like you well see there's there's a rub here because uh-huh. somebody actually pointed it out without me saying so everyone probably who knows me over the Another past few years <laughs> yeah. yeah no knows my um my kinship with nathan fillion and in all his his forms so I actually have like a little bit of Fillion in this. So it's it a combination of, of me and Fillion on there. And so somebody actually pointed it out the other day and I was like, okay, cool. Like they got it. They got it. That's so, it, uh, so yeah, but I do, I do like that. I might even shout out to Fillion and see if he co- comments on there. Just I mean, to, you know, why not dude? Yeah, for sure. So what's it, anyway. it going to hurt? Yeah, there it is, man. So yeah, I mean, look, look for discord in the near future. Cause once he gives me the link and everything, I'll make sure I, Posted in there, or probably just have you posted in the ashes, this or the ashes of creation channel. Sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been making, I've been planning on actually creating a channel that just is like people can promote their stuff in there. But I, I've got to do the revamp um, with the webhook, like I've got over on the Masters Core uh, Discord channel. Um, I've got a really nice organized set of rules, places they can post, who to tag, who to hit, hit up, and I'd plan to completely re rework the one that's in the Samorg discord which is discord.gg forward slash Samorg for the people that want to be more engaged in our community and sort of like keep up with the people and the, the names that you know around the community here um dude i've been having some pretty significant growth on my my variety my Samorg youtube channel which is where this podcast is actually posted a lot of stuff around the rings of power and i said that if they botched this up and i believe that it was a hot mess Look, this is coming from me as someone who is willing to be open to adaptation and a certain level of like changing things. Peter Jackson changed a ton with it. All the episodes are over. It is probably one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. And you're going, is it because is it because of the fact that didn't need to hear Tolkien? Well, yeah, but I can take and put that aside. And the storytelling is just absolutely horrible horrible it is it is horrible man i mean some of the things that characters say you're just like oh my gosh i feel like sometimes they're trying so hard to be epic that it's just cringy and other times you don't connect the stories like the the tethers like it's not cohesive i mean galadriel with her like deep meaningful philosophical uh references for example some some say that's the way of things i mean like oh my god way to way to tell young theo about the way of the world there, Galadriel, with your thousands of years of existence already. I was like, it's just, it's bad. I've been, I've been hammering them through the dirt with them. I said, I'd do it. I'm doing it. And I'm working on growing the channel. And so far, so good. People have enjoyed it. I'll keep doing it until people, well, I'll keep doing it anyway, because I enjoy it. It's therapeutic, but 
either way. I feel like it's going to be a lot to work with for a long time with that. With that, yeah, show. I, I would imagine it's good. I mean, I I slogged through a couple of episodes. I just couldn't stomach it. It's one of those things that I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to give it a minute and then just you know when I've I've lost my will to live, maybe I'll just power through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like the first few episodes just didn't have any soul. And, and I, I had the same thought when I was watching wheel of time. Now I've never yeah. read the book. So full disclosure, I haven't read the books. I'm just coming at it from the perspective of somebody that it really enjoys like the fantasy genre. Right. And I did not connect with the characters. I didn't feel the core of the writing and how the story was laid out at a soul. It just, felt like everything was going so mm. quick and they were just trying to get to those epic scenes i got that same feeling from rings of power the couple of episodes that i watched yeah so you know i'm i'm not necessarily yeah. you know thinking it's gonna last very long i mean there's more than a few shows that like they've tried to either like recreate or capitalize on that i feel like they've just missed the mark on and i know we'll be talking about a couple of those later too but it's just really disheartening that they're not focusing on quality of story and quality of writing. They're just focusing on checking boxes. And it's unfortunate because it does a great disservice to um, to the genre and and to, frankly, to media doing this. I mean, I'm all for having diverse stories and sure. having diverse actors. There's many shows that I watch that, you know, I'm totally like okay with it because the content is there right the mm. writing and the heart and the passion is there i just don't see that with rings of power and and with wheel of time and others that we'll be talking about it's just unfortunate because they are really good ips that you can really do great work with you just need to focus on a good story versus you know just making sure you're putting in as much agendas as possible and that's an that's unfortunate that's the biggest thing too like there were points of like talking about the 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 author's canon and the way the characters and the races are in the world and all that stuff dude that's that's a very distant discussion point at this point like at this point let's take canon and put it aside that's not even your problem like it's a big problem but that's not even your number one problem your number one problem is the characters and the story. And they even decided like, we're going to make the second season more canonical. I'm like, that isn't going to solve your problem. If you're not writing a good story, guys, that's your problem. You need to fix that first. I, I have a feeling that someone has chewed that ass over there because I have seen them doing damage control. I think my videos for a week are going to be on talking about the damage control at this point. Um, you know, but the thing is, is they're not even saying like, hey, we did this wrong. Hey, we can kind of own it. There's like no ownership. But you know what it comes back down to for me right now? It, this is like yeah. a new this is the this is the new norm. It's not just them, like with the character development and all that. Like they're not the only one missing the mark on character development. Will Tom is a good example of that. Like I don't feel like I'm connecting the characters. I've been more and more seeing more shows, you know, the Resident Evil show that we talked about. That was part mm -hmm. of the problem, too, was like, you're just kind of moving forward. I'm not understanding, like, the nature of their relationships, their backstories, like why they're here, what they're doing. And this right. issue is like the dominant issue. 
that I'm seeing more frequently. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these, these shows like, and I, that we'll transition into this one now, like, uh, quantum leap, for example, like that is kind of part of the problem I have. Like I actually, to be fair, it's a hell of a more of an enjoyable show than the rings of power is hands down to me, but it still has issues, I think. And obviously I want to know your thoughts, but my primary issue right now, especially getting to the last episode here, it's cool to see the love interest spoiler alert, by the way, it's cool to see them connecting as a couple and everything, but I feel like way more of the shows about that. I do think that they've got the right momentum for how this body jumping into different time periods goes, how you got to resolve the problems there. But my issues are, I don't feel like at the whole, the heart of the show, you're focusing enough on, and this is a show that's absolutely from my perspective, uh, inherently at its core about diversity and understanding of other cultures. And, you know, these things that are, uh, you know, if you want to say woke, very woke, right. Um, but that this is a story where that's supposed to be a big part of it. At least it always was for me. And that's mm-hmm. not a big part of what we're exploring in the characters. It's, you know, kind of got a little bit more of this, like uh, almost element of um, spy sort of like dynamic going on mixed in with yeah. love interest, which is a heavier part of the show than I feel like quantum leaps core heart's been about but what what do you think what are are your thoughts i mean you you hit it it's like why quantum leap the original quantum leap really worked for me was probably three main reasons and one of them i don't think they can solve for um at this point right because the the die has been cast if you will um and what the first is the the charisma and the um the presence that the main characters in the original show brought to it, mm-hmm. right? You you had Dean Stockwell and you had Scott Bakula. Both of those just brought like a real like honesty, like, you know, integrity, like uh, realness to these characters in a very like fantasy, sci-fi fantasy situation, right? And that's one thing that I don't think they can solve for because I think, Right now, I'm still feeling like the main character that's supposed to be carrying this show is coming out pretty flat. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is writing. I tend, I do see like bits of like the actor really like trying to make this work, but it still like feels like it's stilted to me. Um, Yeah. And, and I would say the second piece is, is what you said around like the balance of the story, because the focus has been so much on, the conspiracy of why um you know ben has leaped back or has stepped into the accelerator prematurely and you know and so on you don't really get dug into the characters in this the story in the timeline he's in as much it's more about what's happening outside of the leap which I don't think we even really saw any of that yeah. in the original show until no. much more deeply into the subsequent seasons. Right. And um, and I'm like, I'm trying to remember my third point. I think my third point is like, you know, generally I think that this, the story isn't, isn't there, right. Mm, They're trying yeah. to do too much 
as opposed to focusing on what worked. And, and I hate to say that because it feels like I just want them to recycle the original show, but it's not that at all. It's like when we think about like shows like Star Trek, um, you know, in all its forms, mm-hmm. right? All of that, those shows, in my opinion, were really great content because while they were new, new cast, like new kind of like backdrop, they still focused on those same principles. Um, and yes, the show, like even in its like original form was a woke show because it talked about all these socially charged issues, but it did it in such a way where it wasn't necessarily like uh, it was incorporated in the story. Yeah. So you didn't feel like they were just beating you over the head with a message. Yeah. Right. And that's how it worked in like Star Trek. Star Trek, um, exactly. Exactly. Even in Stargate, right? They kind of had some of those same things as well, right? Um, Not Maybe not as much. It was a different feel and vibe. But the bottom line is, right, you you focus on a good story and you use that good story to be a vehicle for a good message. But I feel like right now it's just so imbalanced. You know, they've made maybe the past couple of shows that they've done, like, feel like, Maybe they're getting there and finding their footing. I do hope they they get Same. there, but I'm still like in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, I don't know that this is going to last a season more than a season, and that's unfortunate because I want it to. Yeah, I, I do want it to Same. as well. And and I don't know. I mean, maybe there's hope, right? Discovery had a kind of a crappy first season, and then mm. after that, it turned out to be really good. And I love the show. I love the characters. And again. I'm not even looking at it from a perspective of what's woke and not. I don't yeah. mind diverse characters in the show at all. Um, it's really just like they went and focused back on a story and you had these characters in the backdrop that were dealing with their own things based on their own diverse backgrounds. Yeah. And it was still interesting, right? You you didn't necessarily like beat everybody over the head with all these like social things. It was interwoven in the story and the struggles were there. Um, so in my opinion, yeah, I think that's like where I, where I stand with quantum leave. I'm still watching the show because I'm like, I, I want to see it turn a corner, but I do feel like there's definitely some major things they need to address in order to keep going and and be popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully their ratings continue to rise. Cause I did notice an article here or there that said like the past couple of episodes, at least the one prior to the one that they just showed was a higher rated episode than the prior ones mm-hmm. um which were unfortunately you know that great yeah. hot garbage so <laughs> yeah yeah but. you know one of the things about the show that yeah it, it, that's unfortunate you know compared to like rings of power right i mean i totally agree like diversity and representation i mean that was a part of star trek mm-hmm. it's inherently been at the core of that show forever right um, which is why when people are like, it's too woke or whatever. And they use it, I'm like, you clearly don't know this. Like you clearly don't know this show. That's literally at the core, but they do it in a way that makes sense with, with the story. And in, in this show in particular, the, the difference is, is like, I feel like with this show, with the way they've done the first season so far, you mm-hmm. can, re- you can come back from that with rings of power. 
uh, you've broken canon. So like going and make it sec- season two more canonical. You're all, I'm like, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to, con- you're going to contradict stuff in the first season. Someone left right. a really interesting comment about that and said, you know, the way they can sh- save the show is if, if they got new writers and people that were able to make the stories work in the second season is to go through, make second season be Galadriel wakes up. She had basically a premonition, her foresight's there. She, she imagined all this, but it's all broken up wrong and somehow manipulated. And then maybe some part of that could be because of like, so on, right? Something yeah. that would completely right. But then you got a first season that people are probably never going to care to watch again. They'll just start from two going forward. Assuming right. you could even fix it. Right. And I'm like, that would work. I mean, make it a dream. That's that's the <laughs> usual way to fix shit, right? <laughs> oh, we fucked up. We killed this character, man. Okay, no, it's a dream, yeah. right? No, he's not really dead. It was an evil clone. I mean, come on. Yeah. So here, here's my. I got two other things too. Another thing is, is you're right about the main character in Quantum Leap. The you know what the issue is about him feeling hollow. I think, I think the issue is because you didn't get to explore his character. He starts off that way, but even more importantly, he's he's potentially doing something to negatively harm the team. You don't know why, and you want to like your character, but we didn't get to really know him, and yeah. he made a decision that basically betrayed everybody, and now his mind's jacked, so we don't even really know who he is still anyway because he doesn't even know who he is. And I think yeah. that is the nature of the hollowness of the character that isn't repaired yet because his memory's yeah. not there. I I agree. And like, even that it's like everybody in the show, it's like, they're always reinforcing. He's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. I'm like, how do you know that? I haven't, I haven't seen that yet because he was like, you know, his brain class Phil- yeah. yeah. He was like, you know, he was like petty officer, Philip a asshole. To like in the first episode, man, I just couldn't, I couldn't like get over that. And All still right. it's like, dude, okay. Like this guy, like really just did not sit well with me from the start because it was so secretive. I mean, I think they would have been better off like if there was like an accident at the start and instead of, you know, um, his his fiance going in and leaping, it somehow like exploded and he got sucked mm-hmm. in. That would have been a better thing. And I still feel like I don't know the whole story behind why he's allied himself with like other i don't want to spoil it for people that actually right. like watching it but it, his alliances just don't make sense to me and i feel like they're cheapening the characters mm. from the prior show by setting it up this way um and rushing kind of into this conspiracy thing i think it was just it was just a plot device that doesn't really work or at least it would have been better if we got like more um preamble before or or at least had him in a leap and then somehow it be in flashbacks or something where we got a little more story of like what happened before as opposed to just like what they did it was it was just right. really poorly paced unfortunately yeah it was like he moved fast forward you know one thing that i thought was very interesting about what they've done so far though this this i want to give them a big like hammers up for because I know we're talking about like critically about what they could be doing better, but the character, what's like, what's the guy's name that's playing the uh, African American character? I forget his name. Uh, oh, Magic. Yeah, but what's yeah the actor? Oh, name? Ernie, Ernie, Hudson. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Yes, his character. I loved how, why he was there. That was a really good play on why he's there. Yeah, 
I agree. I mean, I knew who he was before they did all of that. Right. Because I remember that was literally like my favorite set of episodes in the entire show was that there was one other one, but that one was definitely number one for me. And so I'm so glad they have that intertwine of story. And that Mm -hmm. was literally the most interesting thing. Yeah. For me thus far. That that's it a really was. meaningful way to tie a character or exactly. a situation into the past. You know what I mean? To go like, here's how we're tying it together. That was really good to me. Because, yeah, it, yeah, it was a good combination of like Ernie Hudson, who as an actor has a ton of heart. Yeah. And a heart and a heart like wrenching story again that went back to the original storytelling yep. of the original show. It was really well done. And I just loved it. Yeah. I was like, because even when you were like, hey, he was in there, I could remember and place him. I knew he was there. And I love him oh, in yeah. tons I, of I other things. Like the instant they mm-hmm. they call the magic, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That awesome. was like that above <laughs> everything else before I saw the show. I'm like, I'm excited about that. That's cool. Ernie Hudson, great actor and pulling mm-hmm. this character from the original series. Yeah. That was a good way to play on him, I thought. I just, yeah. And I was like, so... As much as it's got problems, this this is a show I genuinely want. I I am genuinely hoping that they can they can improve upon. Like maybe they just haven't like gotten their groove. Maybe they will listen to the fandom or whatever. But it would be it would be a really great a really great way to to like kind of like tie things in and sort of repair some damage. I think they could do it. They keep doing that, especially. Okay, right. how about the 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 good old one that we like to give a little hard time in gaming embers adrift it launched it's had a stable launch uh the game the game is boring like i'm i'm sorry the game is boring to me it's for people that have the old school feel and they they i guess how can i say this without without sounding like complete dick i guess if you have a lot of time to spare and you don't mind like someone like me and this is no judgment. Someone like me, I, I I got to feel like I'm investing my time in a way that feels like it's somehow benefiting my future. If I'm not doing that, if it's not enriching my future in some way, I can't do it. And I think the reason I can't play this game or even give it a chance because I can't see in any reality where I could possibly have that happen from playing this game. But I guess if you're that's not like a problem you would see having in your life, it seems like this could be for you. But the majority of people don't feel like it has a very good a very good like sort of like reason to play it like for a sub and a box cost you want people to pay a a box cost for the game and a subscription model to play a game that essentially from my perspective is basically still in development it's early access I just can't understand to me that has never gone well for a game and if you can think of a game that has anybody can please by all means i can't think of a game that's ever had a box cost and a subscription model as mmorpg where they've launched like that and people are like yeah let's do this i can't and it's just you know when you call it like fantasy light or low fantasy i'm going low low interest yeah (laughs) You know, it feels like one of those like low budget horror films that they use like ketchup for blood. I mean, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm mm-hmm. I am I'm at a point in my like uh, gaming like journey 
that like before I was like, give me any game. I'll try it. I'll, I'll like expand my horizons and so on. But I don't know, as I, yeah. as I've advanced in years in my gaming <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah. cut, the, cut the bullshit. Right. I want, right. I want something uh, unless I'm like awake at night, like, you know, saying I want to play. Right. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally yes. going to ignore the game. Right. I, or something if something doesn't really excite me about the game i'm gonna right. ignore the game and that's unfortunate because there's so many like it's just unfortunately the a product of the industry is you've got just mm-hmm. so much bloat and like bad stuff out there now it's really hard to even like mm-hmm. go in and be confident in a pre-order anymore like even from like major developers were like oh hey i'm really like excited for this game i i always hesitate well maybe i should wait maybe i should wait a month after launch and see how it goes um because there's so many like bullets i've dodged like cyberpunk 2077 was one of them um and i know that took a journey to get there but there's others too there's others like that i was really excited for i'm like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pull the trigger marvel's avengers worst pre-order ever Ooh, really Ooh, yeah damn i mean it it, i mean i don't know where it's at now frankly because i got to a point where i'm just like i'm i just can't play anymore new world was another one right which now like they're coming back everybody's saying they're coming back but again like worst pre-order ever amen fact that on verba deeds not words show me don't tell me exactly exactly yeah and uh you know i i've been playing we we got our arc server still going we got our v rising server still going v rising's got an event coming out i think it's october 24th you can start next monday um Mm. you can go pick up a dlc for free so if you all are playing that please don't forget to do that also uh on our arc server i flipped on the the you know fear event basically the halloween oriented event yes arc has events in game you can pick up cosmetics and creatures that look specific ways and stuff like that so we've we've got some of that stuff if you're interested on those servers if you're if you want to if you're playing and you want to not miss anything so there it is for that um speaking of uh we're gonna get to the bump of the night spook talk here in a little bit because i love talking about spooky things this is my favorite one of my favorite holidays i love horror movies anything that's got witches and like magic and you know like gory like not so much like heavy on the gore but like scary creepy things like ghost stories and all that kind of stuff right Uh, i love it i love it i love it i love it and i'm looking forward to uh, this year's halloween i'm gonna be a good vampire hopefully have a really good uh outfit to show off or whatever we'll see but i don't know um but talking about things that are a little shady blizzard got another damn lawsuit I have to talk about this. Blizzard got another freaking lawsuit. Seriously, Blizzard, another employee is alleging sexual harassment. It is like, honestly, like the Jeez. level of scumminess that these executives have shown is just, it's unreal. It's unreal. And for those of you that are familiar with the story, I mean, it was this <sighs> executive was blackmailing an employee with like, you know, not so you know, flattering, I guess, compromising photos because they went and had another relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just really horrible um, that you've got like people like this still employed. 
Yeah. Do you know what's, uh, and I mean, that's the long and short of it, right? They, of course, Blizzard says, you know, we take all employee concerns seriously when the plaintiff reported our concerns. We immediately open an investigation. Mr. Vega was terminated within 10 days. We have no tolerance for this kind of misconduct. Okay, cool. That you did that, that you fired him. After a lawsuit. After a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. After a lawsuit, you know? And here it is, you know? Oh, just horrible, dude. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. It, it takes it getting in the public eye for you to do something. It exactly. means you still haven't actually learned from the first situation. Clearly. Should have been kicked him first, went to publicity later, and you can say, we already owned it, y'all. We did what we say we were going to do. But clearly. And you know what? You know, I, my brother was playing classic right and this is unfortunate right because he was really excited about playing classic wrath of the lich king mm-hmm. and i was excited for him i really was excited for him because he didn't get to play it like i did when they like he were different like he played burning crusade much more mm-hmm. in its time when it was at like when it was real time going down and i played wrath very much when it was real time going down right so he didn't have have the experience that I got to have with Wrath like I didn't the one that he had with BC. And I was like, bro, I mean, if you're going to play Classic and he's enjoying BC on the Classic server, this is a good time to play it, I feel like. Do you know what's unfortunate? And this genuinely bums me out for my little bro. Because I was, like, I don't, I will not play any Blizzard games. I'm not going to go back in time and do anything, right? But I feel like if you didn't get to play Wrath in its period, this is a good opportunity to try it if you really wanted to. Do you know what's unfortunate, though? He didn't even he he uninstalled the game and he stopped playing already. I didn't see it coming. Do you know what his reason? I'm just gonna let you guess. And anybody else, if you're listening, watching this later, feel free to take a guess. I'm gonna give you like a full 30 seconds at least to come ahead and beat me to it here. What do you think it was that ultimately was the reason he stopped playing? I'm curious if you can guess it. Don't tell me it was like pay to convenience. And that's in the game, and there are aspects of the game that you can buy things that shouldn't be there. That is totally there, boosting your characters, all that stuff. It, to me, shouldn't be in a classic game. Any other guesses? Yeah. Now, that would be the I one, like, it. the pay to convenience would be one. Yeah. So how, you know what? He was, will, he, he was willing to overlook even that pay to convenience stuff. Do you know what it ultimately was? It was because... His server he was on ended up getting full of a bunch of retail people who came over. And everybody's been all about this world tour thing where you jump in and they just basically grind dungeons, like grind the content, do it quick, burn through it. The retail players that came over have essentially changed the culture of the server and what it was before that it just mm-hmm. killed the vibe for him and he doesn't even care. Because it feels yeah, too I much mean, like that's retail what now. killed the vibe for me. Yeah, that, I mean... I like I had an army of alts in in that Blizzard game, and I honestly, it's like I got so bored with oh, let's level quick, let's dungeon grind, and you know, and Push our face into the dirt. And I just couldn't do that. I really couldn't do that. And I agree with with John and Chad. It's it's totally sad, right? That you yeah. you have this you you sell this classic experience. And unfortunately, you've just got so much baggage with retail coming into that. Um, yeah. And and I mean, there isn't a way to avoid it, right? It was the culture that, you know, the community and Blizzard created at the end of the day with retail. 
Um, but still it's, it's unfortunate because, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and one of the things like, I'm like, I'm not one of those people who's like, Oh, it was always better in vanilla. Cause there was definitely no, vanilla had issues, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think there was like, definitely, like you said, it was a different culture back then, yeah. you know, um, there was a sense of wonderment and discovery and mm-hmm. collaboration that has honestly been sucked out of the community and I don't know what it is that really caused that. If it's the like the pay to win culture, or if it's the you know homogenization, you know design, or you know the fact that it's like the same—I don't want to say the same systems, but the same type of systems on repeat in every expansion. I mean, I haven't really looked into Dragonflight, and I have no desire to do that for the very reason that I just don't—I don't ever want to see that game again. I just don't. There's nothing that they can do that will win me back. And that's after, yeah. you know, over a decade of play. Probably, I can't even remember. It was like 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. When I, whenever it launched, 2004, was Four. it? 2000? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was over a decade of play, almost uh, 15 years 15 of play. 15 years. If you, I tapped out at about the 15 year mark. You tapped out after that because you were playing yeah. stuff I wasn't willing to do. Yeah, I mean, I I I suffered through Draenor. I I think I the my last one was Shadowlands, and then I didn't even finish Shadowlands because I was like, I couldn't even like after a while. I mean, there was other circumstances, but I wasn't even willing to log in like months before I actually fully quit. I just gave it another shot when they had like an interim patch, and and it's like I, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. Yeah, and I tried to keep playing, man. You know, I played a lot through Myst, through Kata, through Myst, through uh, Draenor, through Legion. You know, uh, freaking got to battle for Azeroth. I was like, at that point, even before that, when they announced, I was like, that's literally just PvP, though. Like, just make PvP more interesting and take the story a more interesting place. Like, try to do something cool. But, like, Draenor, you're talking about alternate realities, Kata seemed like it could be cool, but then when you saw what they actually did, it was like, God bless, dude. What they did to the classes really oofed it up for me. And then on top of that, uh, the story and the fight for Deathwing, I was like, what the actual, ooh, what is this? You just, you did, you, you ruined it. You ruined it. You know, it seemed like it could be cool having Deathwing come and destroy everything, but then you realize just how lackluster that really was. Yeah, yeah, you were just skinning him in midair. That was that was your task. Shipping away. <laughs> it's true, dude. <laughs> Get those scales off of this damn thing. You can't really see him. There were fights in Final Fantasy 14 where you saw a whole damn dragon. I was like, wow, that's really cool in Heaven's Ward. There were some very interesting fights. I'm like, yo, you You want to know God how bless. not to do a dragon fight? Just talk to the Blizzard guys. Telling you, dude. Yeah. That was a bad time, man. There, it's, I mean, oh, Anixia yeah. was more exciting, and and that was, I mean, I think that had its own elements, but sure. Anixia was a dragon fight, right? Yep. But Deathwing was like, it just felt so dirty, like yeah. in comparison. It's like I I want to be able to like <sighs> one thing that I would say in this. I, I know we're at, there's another show that we do on Sundays. Yes, five p.m. CDT. Right. Um, but that's one thing that I think Ashes is right now, at least from what we're seeing, doing right. And they're doing scale right. 
and being on Deathwing's back, you mm. have no sense of what the scale is. Like that Anixia fight, you had a sense of what the scale was. And that made that fight that much more exciting. You like, and you know, you anticipated like different things that could potentially happen. There was some level of like mm-hmm. randomness and like coordination that like you had to do. I mean, there was still, I would say, like, you know, some baseline mechanics you had to know, but still it was much more interesting of an experience because you had those things that really gave you the right balance. Um, mm-hmm. And I just didn't see that in the death Deathwing fight at all. It's like by the end of it, you're like, that's it? Really? Mm-hmm. I was pretty bummed about that because I was like raiding. I was doing some pretty serious raiding in the beginning of Kata. I did like that was the early part of Kata actually was when I did my, it was like top US raiding guild for a while i was doing like server first rating previously but i transitioned mm-hmm. went die hard did that um i was i didn't even make it through the first tier the you know first like tier of the expansion before i was like eh kind of not feeling it and then when i even when i was doing it towards the end i was like god bless this is no no for me and, and interestingly enough, Microsoft has layoffs uh, with some of those being in the division of gaming, game development. You're going very interesting. I mean, this is all under Microsoft. When you talk about Blizzard now, this is all under Microsoft. And ooh, what else do they actually have as well in the gaming world? They got Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. They also have another big one, remember? Zenimax, Online Studios, and Bethesda. Right? So you know what's sad to me is The Elder Scrolls Online continues to go on for as a pay-to-convenience game, raking in that money, and Microsoft at this point still has not done anything to improve the gameplay loop on that game, which means I don't see any positive coming from Microsoft being there other than they just want a bigger piece of the pie. You know? I mean, I thought I thought Microsoft was... I thought they kind of stopped on acquisition once Bill Gates decided to have his massive potato farms, but I guess... I guess not. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's a real story. You're like, gosh, he's in the, he's in the, the, the fries. Yeah, but I, I guess the one thing Microsoft has successfully done for me, it's, it's helped me purge my like MMO um, <laughs> catalog a bit. So no more Blizz, no more Zenimax. Mm, yeah. I'm focusing on, you know, that intrepid thing that's happening. You know, and you're playing, uh, you know, I, I got to give them credit, man. That launcher, that the Xbox launcher on the desktop is pretty, pretty good. They've developed it really well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they they have the potential to at least give some very meaningful, potentially potential cross-play aspects to people that are on different platforms that are gaming together, friends that are wanting to game together. And I hope that they do. It seems very positive that they could really sort of, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say like revolutionize it, but they've, okay. And they got a video editor built into it as well. That's actually really great. So yeah, that's, there's some positives there. Um, Yeah. yeah. Game pass. I would agree. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, I would say like, if you're a, a gamer that likes all different types of games and just wants to be able to try them out and not necessarily have like that overhead or having to pay like 60, 70 bucks in this day and age for a game yeah. that you might play for 20 hours. Right. <laughs> game pass is a great option for that. And mm-hmm. I would, I totally think that out of everything that um, 
Microsoft is doing in the gaming space, they're definitely doing that right. I do hope it remains profitable for them um, to do that because I think it's a real good value for customers for that. Yeah, and um, we got one other gaming topic to hit on here, okay? Uh, well, gaming-specific and news event here. Uh, there it is. It's Arkham Knights. Or Gotham Knights, sorry. That's going to be... Gotham Knights, yeah. Yeah, it's actually let me launch it pretty soon. Um, yeah, it's actually tomorrow. Yeah. If I, uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, that that is an interesting game because their co-op currently mm-hmm. is two-player for, like, the broader game. But they are, like, introducing a four-op co-op... A four-co-op player mode that's, like, a specific... I want to say, like, a specific scenario. So it's not the entire game, which that was a little bit of a feels bad thing for me. I was hoping when you did do the um, do the original co-op that it was like all you could have up to four characters, but it's only two. But they are looking to add something there. It looks at the end of November. That's that's like a map where you can have all four, which I think is actually pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I have seen a few videos but i haven't really kind of dug into um i haven't dug into like the gaming like side of it in like more detail other than just like a few videos so i'm am looking forward to that tomorrow and i will definitely let y'all know how oh, yeah. i like it yeah mm-hmm. you also linked something i forgot about this so p.s we have one more i i, I forgot about one thing so there's the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, the Axis Unseen Open World theme. I didn't get to look at it yet. Do you want to kind of maybe elaborate on that? It looks like it's a horror sort of game or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a horror survival game. Right. And it's horror hunting um, it actually, yeah, horror hunt. Uh, and you essentially you're with a bow and arrow. Um, and you're hunting these like, you know, this horrific beast. And it actually looks super pretty. Um, and it's it's I think it's one guy that's doing it if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna actually like pull it up just to confirm but but yeah i think it's one guy doing this and just like looking at just like one or two screenshots it actually looks pretty nice pretty neat ue5 Um, yeah i think it's ue5 i'm looking i'll have to look but um this guy has worked on multiple fallout games skyrim and starfield wow uh and so definitely some chops there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I would say, like, just looking at it, it just it looks looks really nice. It's something that I would um, definitely want to keep my eye on because um, it is uh, it is like looking pretty nice and not a lot of detail. Wow. But the fact clean. That Jeez. The, yeah. Yeah. And it's right? like, yeah, regions and scale. It's a it's actually I think they said it was bigger than Skyrim, if I'm not mistaken. Gotta At least it's be. planned to. This has got to be in UE5. I'd be shocked if it's not in UE5. Because yeah, UE5 is the only engine I could think that you're jumping into right off the rip. That's going to give you that kind of level of expansion, expansive of a world that's going to look that good. But I could be wrong. I'm curious about that now. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, a solo game dev with a lot of experience could jump in UE5 and put something together. It's really nice pretty quickly. Yeah. So that could be the case. Yeah. yeah. And he's definitely got like, you know, the background in terms of like really good solid RPGs. Yeah. It right. Does. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would actually I'll keep an eye on this one because I feel like 
uh, this one might uh, be one to watch um, here as well. But yeah, just it, it's it's open world and it's you know survival horror, which you know I you know I mean, there's definitely you know uh, some interest here for me. Yeah, I'm like super curious about the engine so so much, and I'm looking. Oh 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 no, nope, it's not telling me. It's got to be right. Said. So, uh, what's interesting here too, though, is that hunting these creatures, mm -hmm. um, there's some of them that can only be found once. Oh, this is an Unreal Engine game. I remember watching this guy do, God, he came out with this quick. I remember uh, the Unreal Engine or the Unreal team did Epic Game or Epic did a, uh, they do a podcast weekly where they talk to devs and it's like part of the show. This is that guy. This is that guy. So yeah, this is UE5, totally. Oh my gosh, it looks yeah. so much better than the preview we showed off then. Yeah, and just the Jeez, different and the different environments and the like the ambiance and everything with them, like especially like that more like necrotic zone. I was like, wow, that looks good. Yeah. See, so yeah, I gotta wish list this on scene. That I gotta put that on my to-do list because this looks yeah. really good. Yeah, I remember this one too, where you talked about uh the hunter is also the hunted, and yeah, this this was interesting. The dev, I remember he was talking about doing it all himself, and yeah, it's interesting what the creatures are too. The creatures are not like I can't remember if he said it, it's like influence has a bit of an influence from Norse mythology or not. Um, Ooh. not that it is in that mythology i just remember i feel like i remember him talking about it being inspired by that but i could be wrong but that's cool that's cool to see that he's already there i didn't realize he's that far along already geez dude yeah that's interesting you know what else is interesting when you go look at information online or when people talk about things in game development that isn't always accurate it, we been seeing that a lot lately both around content creators who portray information about people who see something and don't do their own due diligence you know taking things at face value that that idea of taking things at face value i feel like i really want to talk about right because i feel like i see people who watch videos and live streams doing that a lot lately and i think that i'm seeing a lot of creators who are sharing information around videos doing that a lot like lately right where they're not doing their own research they're not looking for the full story they're not getting the background information they're taking a snapshot of something and going oh well, i'm going to decide everything that i believe or think about this based on the snapshot i'm not willing to look further or beyond and you're going but sim this is what people a lot of people do right and this isn't to get political but it as people that are gamers or storytellers or whatever, you got to remind people sometimes, and that's what I'm trying to do here, do your research. It's sure it's great when you hear someone like me sharing information, and I'm not saying it's wrong information, but I'm saying I am a human at the end of the day, and sometimes I'm not going to get everything right, and sometimes you can't just take it for what I say, it's important that you go do your own research and get your own perspective on it. Free thinking is important, and we're not seeing enough of that. And I feel like when it comes to give video game reviews, entertainment reviews, um, what creators are saying, and just taking that at face value and going, oh, well, this is what it is, and I'm going to choose to believe this. Like, well, opinions vary, right? Snapshots of information aren't all of the information. It's extremely important to... Do your own research 
even when you hear me or Daedalus or anyone else talking about, yeah, it's probably generally right when we're sharing facts, but there's a lot of other information that tethers to those facts. And it's important you do your own research, um, do your own due diligence. I just, I don't feel like it, here lately, I'm seeing a lot of that. And it's something that's really been turning me off to gaming in general as of late. And that goes for communities, video games, etc. And that's not meaning like, oh, but aren't you an Ashes of Creation person? Well, I'm a human being who has a lot of interests. Ashes of Creation is one of the interests, and I'm looking forward to continuing to pursue that interest. But it isn't my life. It's not everything I care about, right? It's not the only thing important to me. And, you know, you, we've all got things that are important to us and things that matter. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, you, I feel like sometimes people are taking things too seriously and people are getting too brittle about things. And I find that I am, especially since I'm probably working on my own book and working on my own things and, and doing all of that as well, there's a part of me that just kind of like is very turned off to, I think, in general, video games as a result of that. And some of that, sure, probably goes to tribalism. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know if you got thoughts about any of that. I'm just, maybe I'm just sharing my own thoughts and kind of going, hey, all we can do better here. We definitely can do better. And I think shock and awe is not a sustainable way to create content. I, I'm sorry. I mean, there you've got to have some substance and some research behind what you're doing. I mean, at some point, you know, you have mm -hmm. some creators that do just get popular enough where maybe that's less important to their fan base, which is a different problem entirely. But mm -hmm. one thing that I will say is it's it's very it's very difficult if you're a newer gamer or like you're new to a particular game that's coming out like especially like i'm in what i'm going to talk about what i know which is ashes of creation i think like new people coming in that don't necessarily have the benefit of the history that some of the folks that have been part of the community for a while do it's really tough for them to navigate all these different content creators because there's so much unfortunately misinformation or misunderstanding of the vision of the game uh and just like one in, one content creator in particular and i i remember this opinion from way back where we have like people that are very strongly pve players which hey by the way i'm one of those and i still realize yeah. the importance of having pvp in some capacity in the yeah. game right right and 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 I think there was a suggestion like a long time back, which the content creator mentioned is like, wouldn't it be great if we had PVP servers and PVE servers? This is a PVX game, right? Right. You can't have a PVE only server and expect that to function at right. all. Cause there's very little player agency in that. You won't be able to necessarily siege a node uh, unless you create, like, again, it's it, it ends up turning it into yet another raid that I would expect would be less interesting than going up against a human being in a, you know, in a siege situation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate because a lot of the things um, that I was seeing in this video of information and, and, and trying to uh, 
I don't even know, like sensationalized some sort of yeah. big issue really just wasn't based in fact, all the facts. Like there were some facts and it had enough facts where if like you were not as informed, you'd be like, oh man, you know, Ashes of a Creation is in trouble. And it's it's not. Um, you know, at, at this point, we don't know enough. Actually, I'll take that back. We don't know enough to know that. Yeah. Right. But I do know that some of the, the facts on the video were completely missing other facts that would have addressed those issues. Um, right. and, and research. The, yeah, exactly. And the bottom line is n none of us know exactly what the development is looking like. I think at one point, this creator, and I'm sorry, it was super cringe, but I have to say it. He's like, I'm from the future and I've played this game and I can tell you this is not going to work. I'm like, what? really? That's like literally Wait, one of the lines that near, in there? nearly word for word. He said, oh, wow. I have played games like this before and I can tell you this is going to fail. The ego's going to their heads, what I think. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're you're not. I mean, you may have had prior experience and I'm totally respectful wow. of that. But the fact is, is. You missed all these major areas, which... But you're a know-it-all. But, but you, you know. know everything. You know exactly you how know. this is going to play out. <laughs> you, you know the future of a game that you don't know all, all the actual information about, and therefore you were ac inaccurate in your portrayal of the information you're sharing, but you know... That is some interest. That's that's like some yeah, of the most nonsensical shit. I did shit. not realize that Marty McFly was a YouTube content creator, because <laughs> apparently that... Went, went, you know, hit 88 miles per hour, <laughs> went to 2025, and he's playing Ashes of Creation, man. You know, and he knows it's gonna fail. So, I mean, oh this is the kind of like sensationalism, lack of yeah, research that fun. really maddens me. And what's interesting is all these points that I'm like thinking about that would take down this argument a few notches actually got posted on there by steven steven's like wow. hey and hear. he was even very polite about it. he's like great video but here let me give you a few more facts that you kind of missed in your video if you have any other questions like it, you know slide into my dms and i'm like wow that that was really good engagement from from steven to be able to do that and i kind of went went on there myself i don't comment on videos as like a rule generally i you know i i like if I, you know, I, I'm not the kind of person that kind of engages in that, but this got me so fired up that I had to say, man, you didn't do your research. I'm a PVE player and I'm, and I'm still thinking there's more here than what you're saying. And there's testing yeah. that needs to be done. We're not even in alpha two yet. And we haven't even really tested PVP yet to know that this is going to fail. And trust me, the team has already gone through things. They're like, Hey, if we don't change this, we're going to fail. And so they did, right? So I'm not saying that, you know, um, that I'm not open to like, you know, constructive feedback, but there's constructive feedback and there's feedback that just doesn't have the right level of knowledge to be able to state your opinion as fact. And I think that's important, like for us to really realize is that there's content creators out there that state their opinion and as fact. And, and that's unfortunate because right. they don't have all the facts and mm -hmm. none of us do. Right. All we can do is say, Hey, directionally, this is, these are what, what information has been shared. So it's, 
you know, that's what we need to go on. Like those nuggets of information, not just, hey, well, I think this is going to fail because I played all these other games that, you know, in is influencing Ashes and that system totally failed. So this one has to, right? Again, right? Again, if there was facts and we didn't have like all these other layers of information that were missing the video, I think it would have been a very different video. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, I agree with that. God, dude, I'm just like, sometimes I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm noticing, man, I don't, I don't, it seems like uh, success goes to people's heads so easily, doesn't it? Like people that seem like they are a specific way, get a little bit of growth, right? Get a little bit of clout and think that like their opinion is like the say all be all. And then you, I see things like that and I'm like, that's what that looks like. That's what it seems like to me, because it certainly isn't based on knowledge, i.e. facts and evidence. It's based on pure assumption, right? I saw five lines, made an assumption, decided it was so, and now I'm going to speak to you about what you need to know. The most nonsensical shit you can even think of to me. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, man, Ed, between there's a cross between that and people being brittle, right? And I'm like, yo, it's really nice to work on my fantasy world, to go and do my YouTube videos, to to live stream and hang out. And I've been lately more focused on doing streams, even that are just more focused on just gaming, just just gaming, just literally playing video games and having fun with people. Like I, I've been getting more back to the roots of why I do things. Like I think Cyberpunk uh, 2077 is on my list of games actually go in and play because now they've resolved enough of the issues um and this creator you're talking about is somebody who's in my opinion ego has gotten to their head because they've experienced growth they've gotten some clout they've gotten some com you know commendations for people who are much larger and you know now it's like well i'm gonna do what they're doing because now i'm in the game and it's like yeah but even they screw up and also the ones that don't at least base it on facts and evidence as opposed to speculation and assumption. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you're going to speak from a place of knowledge to know means there are facts to support. That's what knowledge comes from facts. You got to have facts for it to be knowledge. Right. And yeah, that's just, my thing is, is like the most basic fundamental thing people can be doing. They don't. And it's like, God bless dude. I'm gonna go to this nice fantasy world I've been creating um, where I don't have to worry about this shit. That's beautiful. Also, a shout out to a new uh, supporter over on Kofi that just on in the middle of doing this has uh, supported Okru, a homie in the community that's uh, supported over there. So shout out to uh, Okru and Zod, my two uh, Kofi supporters support the show. So I make sure they get a shout out of my content. I've been doing that now. Specific content, right? Game guides and things like that. No podcasts and rants. You got it. 100%. What is the best Halloween event? We started the show off talking about events in, you know, Halloween events that are coming to games. What's the best Halloween styled event you've ever experienced in a game? Any kind of game. I mean, I know at some point uh, City of Heroes did something like that where you would go and you would knock on doors like in the city and then it would say trick or treat. And depending mm -hmm. on like what you got, you either got like a buff or something or um, or you got like a monster you had to fight. I thought that was pretty fun. I'll be a little repetitive, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I haven't really like 
honestly, I haven't thought of any others that I felt like were really, um, at least that stand out in my brain other than that one. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think like I'm thinking Fortnite had some interesting events. I mean, I always I don't know, man, they do like these story chapters and I I, I, I do enjoy Fortnite from time to time. Um, it, they do some interesting things around Halloween stuff there to where you can just basically get cosmetics for unlocking things via story chapters that you unlock or particular objectives you go complete. I, I'm not a big fan of of dailies per se, but when you got an event in the game where you can do something through merit, I'm kind of a big proponent of it. So, uh, it, it, it's like in the domain of things that I, I sometimes don't like, but it's one that I'm very accepting of because it's not like you can't access unless you buy it. It's hey, you've got the game, you play the game, you do it on merit in the game, you earn it, but it's for a limited time. Sure, is it a little bit of FOMO? Sure, but it's also seasonal. So I don't know. I, I think if you're gonna do you're gonna do things that are limited edition, you're gonna you're gonna really play on FOMO essentially, then you know, fear of missing out for people who don't know what that means, then then play on it right and make it based on in-game merit at least. That I can get behind. And in the world we're living in, I feel like it's probably impossible that we're not going to have that stuff in video games of all kinds now. I just think as long as we're focusing on that being related to merit as opposed to, hey, seasonal crown crates in our store now, this creator you're talking about supports games like that, actually. Creates content around a game that's all about pay to convenience, that wants it easy, that doesn't want to have to work for it, that doesn't want to have to worry about losing stuff, that can hit a one button build and destroy everything and not to try hard. It's catered to the person who wants it easy. So this person also doesn't really like the idea clearly of a game that's going to punish him for not being good and i shall also note i went head to head with this person in a battleground in that game and stomped the liver ever loving out of him so i can completely understand and yes anyone who knows Adanium's in the community she was there she witnessed it cheryl might have been there too but i can't remember yeah completely clobbered the dude before he got a big head because of his, his whatever and is running around so I get why this person probably doesn't like ashes. They're not going to do well in it. They would get stopped by the majority of people who are willing to work hard and be really good and can't go run around like a casual who doesn't know what they're doing unless they got a one button champ build, which clearly won't work when it comes to skill anyway. But people are wanting it to be catered to them because they're willing to churn out the content or spend the money to the game studios will make it easy for you. So you'll keep dumping your money into the game for us. IE via crown crates, seasonal things that aren't even related on merit. And you're going, but Sim, a game like the Elder Scrolls online has a seasonal thing where you can earn stuff on merit. Sure. But you can bypass that merit with event tickets you can buy in the shop too. So come on. This person likes that game. It's pretty obvious why they probably wouldn't like Ashes. And in fact, I don't see them playing it because they get clobbered. Take it to the bank. I'm just telling you, you know what to expect. But there are games, a lot of games that have really great events. I like ones based on merit, period, 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 period. Best stuff in the game in the Elder Scrolls Online, hands down, heavy weighted majority, crown, store, RNG crates, period. That's it. Ashes is primarily based on merit, 
Yes, there's a cosmetic shop, but the best stuff in the game is on merit. You give me merit any day of the week, and I'm going to respect it. Right? Because yeah. inherently that means you're respecting my time to a degree. Maybe not fully. People still screw it up. But if someone can buy their way in all the time and they don't have to earn it all the way that we do by logging in every day and doing the event, it isn't quite the same thing. With the season of uh, things all creepy and spooky, I like my va- my Dracula, my vampire stuff. Um, I've been watching a lot of these like scary tales on on YouTube. Like, there's a lot of channels that have them. Totally contemplated a side hustle channel just for funsies to pop out like a video every week or two, where basically it's like, you know scary dash cam footage dude i've seen some creepy shit out on youtube there's like people are like there's a ghost in my house i'm like dude you're pulling that with some string like you probably got fishing wire on that and you're pulling it's like you notice they always pull towards the people in those videos too and i'm like dude if they open up towards you and you got the camera you're probably doing it there are some things i've seen that don't make sense and that's great when they can kind of stump you I'm not one to believe in stuff. There's no evidence to support, but I don't know, man. What are some of the things you enjoy watching or, or participating in that are spooky? Do you have any, any things that you like? Are you into spooky Halloween stuff or? Um, I would say, yeah, Halloween <laughs> is, is one of my favorite holidays. Unfortunately, like, you know, as I've moved into adulthood, I haven't kind of done like the dress up thing um, anymore, but I would say like, I do enjoy like that genre to a point uh i would say i'm like more of a horror light fan i think probably like the stranger things supernatural is like my like top end limit in terms of that because you know back in when i was a young and you know i did try like watching like nightmare on elm street wasn't a good time i was actually talking to a really close friend of mine today about um a horror movie that to this day I will never like watch again. Mm-hmm. And that's the Blair Witch Project. I went and saw that with a bunch of coworkers and me among like many oh. others walked out of that theater and thought we were all going to hurl because of the camera motion. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was like, I, I've never like had that experience in a movie in my entire life. And it was just, it was not a good time, but I, I would say like generally, like I really love, um, I really love like supernaturals and kind of that type of thing. Stranger things. I think there's a show called evil. That's really good as well. That's kind of more on the spooky side. And actually recently, if you're a supernatural fan, they came out with the new show that uh, Jensen Ackles is spearheading called the Winchesters, which is actually a prequel to the supernatural. I would say the jury's still out on whether or not I like it. Um, but it is, uh, it's definitely like an interesting, interesting starting point. There's a couple of episodes out so far. So yeah, those, that's one that I'm like catching up on and, and I'm keeping my promise. I told you when I'm taking some time off next week, I'm doing a stranger things marathon. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Yeah. dude. That's awesome. That's good to hear, man. Yeah. Yeah, but those are like a few of the things. I mean, I don't necessarily like love the really creepy stuff. I mean, I did at some point like watch like The Conjuring and some other things. Just this wasn't it was a little too much for me. 
like especially because some of that stuff was supposedly real right which Dude. again oh yeah have you seen like what is it there i watched some there was like this thing about the like the, the omen movie the poltergeist movie yeah poltergeist uh what was the exorcist i watched yes. in high school and you're i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie um even as bad as the special effects were in that movie that movie scared the ever-loving tar out of me and i know this because i studied it in a um it was a media class Mm. because they actually used subliminal messaging in that movie to freak people out and even in the theaters you know how they have that i think they call them 4d theaters now Mm. where Mm. like they like you know have like different effects that kind of go with what happens in the movies they were doing like uh feeding in like the buzzing of bees at a really like low level in some theaters to actually heighten people's like anxiety while watching the movie to make them even more scared that's the kind of stuff they did with that with that movie in addition to the subliminal messaging yeah do you know that that oh go ahead I was going to say, did you hear about how many people that were in the cast have actually died or had accidents in those movies? I was like, oh, my God, like actors or actresses who actually got hurt. People like, you know, the re-roll with like was Ryan Reynolds did the Annabelle Amityville horror movie. There was like a body that floated up on the shore of where the house was at when they did that, too. Like all kinds of creepy things that happen around these movies. I'm like, dude, you hear stuff like that. I'm like, "Mm, mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. nope nope yeah i'll i'll stick with my like my pg stuff that's on like <laughs> network television i mean like i said i'm not like totally against horror i mean i do love like kind of the vampire lore and the werewolf lore i mean if you've ever like um you know seen like things like vampire diaries or teen wolf or something yeah. like that those are like really like in my opinion like good takes on it um yeah they're a little more like teen drama ish but there's really just it feels like there's good lore behind it as well and and, yeah, I, agree. and I think you know at least vampire mm-hmm. diaries it had like you know some books behind it as well and it made me also think of like things like harry potter as well like i recently right. did a whole harry potter movie marathon oh, love those yeah. movie. love those movies and again it gave you that it was a good balance of like lightheartedness and creepy factor. And I like those kind of things. And that was the dynamic that I would say I really enjoyed in Supernatural. It wasn't all like heavy, heavy, heavy all the time. It had like that balance of like fun too um, as well. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm not into the like the super like slasher movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre types. No, hard pass. There was a there was a one on Netflix that I saw the other day. It's got one of the Wayans brothers. Is it Marlon Wayans is in it or whatever? And it's got like <laughs> Kelly Rowland. I, I started watching it and I didn't get to finish it. But that one's like super goofy and definitely feels like kid oriented. But like I got like halfway through it and I was like, it's kind of silly, but I was kind of liking it. I didn't finish it, was, it though. Was it like another scary movie that they were doing? No. Like, they did- it's like it's like he's like got a, his wife and they got a kid and they moved to a small town and then spoilers do I want to say this I don't know I'm not gonna say it I'm not gonna spoil it I'm not gonna spoil it because it, it could be kind of fun I haven't even finished it yet 
Yeah, it, I might I might check it out. Yeah, I do like I do love me some Wayne's Brothers. So yeah, it definitely looked like it definitely looked looked um like more family oriented. And it, some of it's like clearly silly, but it, it, they're doing something kind of interesting. And I forget what it's called. Um, I'll have to find it when we get done and, and share it and everything. But it's it's new. It's literally been made recently, and it's up there. And it looked interesting. It looked kind of like just just like a fun. Halloween sort of uh, movie, which honestly, isn't there Hocus, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out? That one's kind of a, a fun little... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? There's that one, too. Oh, Bill and Ted versus Evils, where it's at. Yeah. So a- any of these types of things, they're just kind of fun uh, Halloween-oriented uh, movies. I've been contemplating watching something like Night of the Living Dead, but I can't remember if that's going to like really land for me now. I saw Jamie Lee Curtis is doing the final Halloween movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, they've, they've, they've kept that one going a long time. Haven't they? Mm-hmm. Sure. Have. Yeah. Do you see their mate remaking never ending story? Oh my God. I did not know that. What? Yeah. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Tucker and Tucker and Dell versus evil with Ellen. Oh, okay. So I don't know about that. I mean to look, but I'd say if you're in discord, go into like variety and share all your like ideas for favorite horror movies, um, things to watch during the season, what you like to do during the Halloween season. One of my thing is, is I like to carve up a pumpkin. I like to legit light that thing up, let it go. I like to get dressed up on Halloween, pass out candy to kids sometimes, watch horror movies, you know, get all in the ambience. Like, I just like it. I just like it. And it's in the, my favorite time of year, like fall, with the leaves falling off the trees, get the good vibes right going on getting into into the into the holiday season it's just my favorite time of the year i'm I'm actually glad that um that it's this time of year i do want to say we we were doing every other week but heads up we'll probably not be doing the next one till second week of november probably around the 10th i think and then that might might unless we do a 17th be the only one we do because like literally thanksgiving is on the 24th next month um, and I'm literally going to be fresh from traveling back, um, on, you know, the week of, I think I'm, I can't remember if I'm Tuesday, I think I get back. And then on Wednesday I do a stream and I'm probably going to be off the rest of the week, but we'll see what's up. So it's getting a little, little bit, whatever I'm traveling a bit, got stuff going on, but just kind of putting it out there. So y'all aren't shocked about not having a show for a little while, but you know, if you're in the discord, you'll know what's going on. Um, scariest thing to ever scare you. Final question. I leave this for everybody else here too. Real life or otherwise, something that's actually scared the ever loving out of you that stuck with you that you don't forget. Oh, Daedalus, you look like you got one. Yeah, man. I do. I do have something. Oh, but before that, I, I okay. do want to remind everybody about our <laughs> Pathfinder show this Sunday. Yes. yes. Because I think it's going to be somewhat, I don't want to say it's going to be a Halloween special, but there are going to be Halloween elements to some of the cast members so just you know so i guess i will be able to dress up again for halloween you know for this show so anyway but my my story isn't necessarily like halloweeny type of story but it is um i i had a like i was younger i would say probably in my teen years and i was on vacation um i went overseas with my mom and my brother for a summer mm-hmm. while my like my dad was traveling for work and one of the nights i had this very vivid dream um a dream that was i don't remember the content of the dream but i um i i 
forced myself to wake up. And as you know, like when you're sleeping and you wake up suddenly, sometimes mm -hmm. your body kind of delays in terms of allowing you to move. And I, <sighs> at the time I was a young buck, right? So I didn't remember that this was a case. I'm like, I was paralyzed in my bed and my ears were ringing. And I literally thought, I am getting abducted by aliens. I mean, it was that kind of like, you know, that stage of my life where anything was possible. And that scared the crap out of me. And to this day, wasn't necessarily like the content. Mm -hmm. The fact that I was just unable to move, I couldn't speak. It was probably like the freakiest thing that ever happened to me um, at this point. Like I would say that would be like on the scary side. There's been some like, I would say cooler stuff that happened, but that one was one that stuck with me as like a scary thing. So I don't know, man, if I should share this one or not. This is gonna this is gonna trip some people out if they hear this. Now, Night Scream, who's in my community, might remember the guy I'm talking about. This one, it, it didn't scare me. It was just kind of like really an eerie thing. And I'm gonna share this, and this is not this is no lie. This is this is absolutely true. There's a guy I played World of Warcraft with way back in the day, and I'd say it was in the Cata days. Actually, it was around that time because I <clears throat> did the top U.S. thing, didn't like it, decided to reroll, do a casual friends and family sort of guild, and started a guild, uh, which actually it was coming back from Swotor, and uh, it brought force over, and that was the guild in uh, in in uh, World of Warcraft at the time. And there's a guy uh, that. I played there. We called him B and B was a really cool dude. He was an older guy. He was like probably in his fifties at the time. And that was back in like what, 2011 or something like that. I forget this. This is no, no BS. I don't know if I've even told this story to anybody uh, here before, but I'm going to put it in the show. And he basically, we were playing Kata and towards the end, he had to step away from the game. Fast forward a couple years around the time I was doing Elder Scrolls or something like that. I was early in my streaming right period. This was like back when I had like several hundred people. Twitch was a very different place back then. Partner was like 500 minimum if you wanted to try to apply for it. It was crazy. It was during those days, right? Had a nice big audience in that first kick of mine and it was busy and I had a nice busy stream and I ended up getting a message on Facebook from a mutual friend. Uh, her name was Mooner is what she went by and Mooner and B were pretty cool around the same age. And so basically said, she reached out to me saying, Hey, um, you know, B wanted to reach out to you. So what, what had happened is long and short here on this part without too much backstory is he, and this is a little sad, but it's also spooky. And I'm going to tell you why he reached out to me through her saying, Hey, I want to get in touch with uh, Sim because basically he had stopped playing world of Warcraft because his father was dying, had Alzheimer's was in the later stages, stopped to take care of him. His father passes. He says, uh, you know, got to say his goodbye. And then turns out he had stage four cancer and in his lungs that has moved to his, his nervous system into his brain. So, he was now on his way out and he basically wanted to get in touch with me. And so we, all we could really do is I did some emailing with him back and forth, still have the emails, I think somewhere and uh, did some emailing back and forth. 
and we were talking and basically I just told him a lot of like, it was very, very, very wholesome. Told him how much he meant to me that I really appreciated him. He told me everything too. Um, and he ended up hanging out on like one, maybe two of the streams when he could, cause he was in hospice. Like he was in a home at the time uh, being taken care of, was on lots of pain, kit pillars, uh, pain, painkillers and stuff. And I remember he hung out one stream and you remember, this is one of the reasons I continued pushing as a creator over on and off over time until we got to the point where I pushed for ashes. Mm-hmm. And it's not a lot of people know this. This is a true story. He said, you, you know, you got a thing here. You ought to keep doing this. You know, I think this is like something that, you know, you could really love doing and people like might really want to watch you do. So he kind of like reinforced me doing it. And I was like, dude, really appreciate it. All the stuff. I asked him something though in one of our last emails before I didn't hear from him anymore. And then inevitably he did pass. And he asked, I asked him, I said, could you do me a favor? And I know this is probably a weird thing to say, but nature of a relationship, he, he said he would, well, I said it, when you're gone, can you find me if you're there and do something completely mess with the electronics, do something that's I can't debunk so that I know you're still there. And he's like, I have every intention of making sure when I'm gone that the people that I care about know that I'm there and I'm still, I still care for him and stuff. Okay. Fast forward. I think it was like, I forget he, it was like another five or six months until he finally passed. And I found out about it and it was a month or so later, I was in this house that I'm in now in that room. Cause I stayed at my brother's one time before I moved back recently which now I'm waiting to get a home and stuff. Right. And in that room, no joke, I was watching television next to me. I had my phone on my bed. I had a laptop. All of them were on. No kidding. The TV turned off as I was turning it back on the electronic turned off my computer. Right. Which had battery power turned off. Right. And then I was like, I I remember telling them, make it to where I can't debunk it, right? Turn the phone off. There was no reason for any of this stuff. I was like, seriously, this happened. And it kept happening. And I finally out loud said, B, if that's you, man, I hear you. And it stopped. Wow. That That to me was as good as it's going to get. Can I prove it was him? No. But there was no way to explain why television would just turn off like that. And it turned on and off twice. The laptop turned on and off once. The phone literally turned itself off for no reason. I think my alarm clock did something weird. All that. And I was just like, and it was in the middle of that that I just felt like, oh, my God. This is exactly what I asked him to do. I didn't actually think that shit was going to happen. But I was like, in the event... It's possible. Show me. Here's what you can do. Because I knew that would be something I couldn't dismiss. Right? Power didn't flicker in the in my home. Nothing. There was no reason. It never did that before or after or since. So that to me was like really eerie. Because there was a moment when I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, um... And that's all I need to say. And then after that, I never had an experience like that again. No joke. It was like, I wasn't scared, but it was like, kind of like spooky. Because there's no world where I would have actually expected that to happen. 
Still got him. Craig was his first name. He's still on my actual Facebook page. And every year when his birthday comes around, all I can't stop and think about how that happened. Yeah. Maybe if I can find the emails, what I'll do is I'll I'll pull them up and I'll read them. Read read some of them sometime here in like the next week or whatever. It because it just tricked me out. I was like, oh my God, there's there's nothing I have to say and i'm a very logical fact-based person i can't debunk it i can't explain it there was nothing wrong with my devices nothing else happened but there you go homies that shit really happened so take that one reflect on that for the rest of the month and you you tell me you tell me man i i am i'm, I'm not an easy sell on stuff like that like, I'm like, yeah, but you could explain it this way. Or yeah, but you could explain it that way. You could debunk it this way. I have no explanation for how that could have possibly happened and cycling between all my electronics in the room and just literally going, as I go to turn one thing back on, this thing goes off. As I am now solving the problem and this is turning on and now I'm turning this back on, this turns off. And you're going, it feels like someone's toying with me. So there you go, man. Enjoy. There it is. Happy haunted season, friends. Happy Halloween coming up. Any final thoughts while we round this one down, my friend? Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky, my friends. Yeah. Friends, it's Daedalus. Why don't you go on ahead and shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the show? Sure, sure. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. Yes. And friends, if you got a spooky story, one that you could share and feel free to share it both on this uh, video as it goes up on YouTube. Shout out to all the people who support this podcast there um, in all of the domains where the podcast is listed, for example. And um, yeah, friends might be at the end of today's show, but you know, whether you, uh, you hang out here with us, watch it live, catch it in audio form later, catch it on YouTube, whatever, um, you know, we're always looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty until next time. Live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night, friends. We're going to catch up with you again real soon. Good night, everybody. And happy. Thank you, everyone. Happy Halloween. Bye for now.